and welcome to the greatest fantasy baseball show about players you may have never heard of in the whole wide world under the radar. With me, not as always, Ian Khan. Uh, uh-oh. Benedictian, which is fitting. Hey, that's pretty messed up, actually. You hated the guy who played Benedict Arnold. No, no. The guy who played Benedict Arnold was just great. Kidding. Good friend. Good friend. Liked him <laughs> I'm a lot. joking. Oh, okay. And, uh, man, I can't think of another someone who stabbed someone in the back. I guess Brutus. A2 DVR. Well, you know what? Uh, A2 DVR? <laughs> it was really just more of a fill-in-the-gaps kind of thing than a pulling one over on Nando. I think if we did this show on a Wednesday without you, you could really feel like deeply betrayed, but it was only a, a moderate <laughs> betrayal. We have to. I think we have to explain what's going on here. Uh, for, oh, why? It's all in the same feed, so if they're downloading this show, they would have downloaded... The Hurtful Friday show where just the two of you went off and did a show together. I will say this. That show was not as much fun. Not remotely as much fun. That's true. It's not like guilt. Ian calls me. He's like, hey, man. After the tweet, hey, man, I just want to let you know, you know you're, I love you. Yeah, that's true. I do. <laughs> Gee, I, I love your outgoing voicemail. I do love that you're outgoing great. voicemail. Listen, if you if you are friends with Nando Dufino and you're lucky enough to have his cell phone number, just call him and just get to his his outgoing message because it is genius. It is more, it is my favorite outgoing message. You see, DVR, you want to say some nice things to make me feel better because you guys ditched me on Friday or do you want to just get on Yeah, no, I appreciate your kindness um, uh, with the, the, the rhubarb <laughs> phrase <laughs> and, and the Fauci card. Uh, I appreciate all the hard work you were doing. I sent you guys a Fauci behind card. The scenes. Like, all right, uh, so DVR wants us to make sure that we talk about the cut line winners, which actually, that's very good and sweet of you because uh, we, made, we made a big deal out of this cut line league with the NFBC and it's to win a cut line league with 1,100 people in it is pretty impressive. So, uh, DVR, I don't know if yeah, I know you have the leaderboard. Do you have their teams pulled up so we can see exactly what they did right? Yeah, I could pull up. Is there a I way think I could pull that? up the full leaderboard and then just click through to see you know who's on each of those rosters. Yeah, let's uh, and then let's each pick uh someone we want to win, and we'll throw <laughs> in the old decrepit side bets <laughs> file that hasn't been updated in a while. Whoever has Dylan Moore, I want to win. Uh, no, no. There's no way someone drafted Dylan Moore in. Yeah, he's probably not uh, on the roster from back way back then. No, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. Someone's got to have Adam Duvall though. Maybe. I mean, you yeah, know that sure. Team, Duvall is definitely Duvall, on the team. Yeah. Who Who's the guy? Like, all right, because it wouldn't be Dylan Moore. Dylan Moore's my boy. My boy. Very nice. Nando made fun of me before the show because I watched no, Borat I this week because I was just I needed a laugh, so I rented it on Amazon, which I never do. You <laughs> paid money for Borat? What? I did. I paid three dollars and ninety nine cents. <laughs> a strange to thing to do. No, no, no. It was worth it, man. It was so worth it it's because that scene where <laughs> where he walks in on the guy looking at the you know, and they're both naked and they're fighting each other is just so ridiculous and awful, and like the laugh that I needed. It was just so so good. So good. So funny. All right. So Should, are we able to move on from that? Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I was just giving DVR, I was giving DVR time to pull up the rosters. All right. Did you go through like all the streaming services first to try and find Borat? And then you're like, all right, I guess I got to rent this now. Yeah, pretty much. Um, no, what I do is there's something called Decider where you just look it up and you go. And, and I just I was like, I'm going to watch Borat tonight I, with Nicole. We were going to watch Borat. I said, honey, please. I really could just a little. Very nice. I like you. You're my friend. And um, <laughs> okay. sorry, I know everyone does. Borat. No, no, keep going. This is I mean, this is really relevant and funny. 
uh, I'm just giving DVR time. And so, and, and so it wasn't available anywhere. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'm going to spend $3.99 and I'm going to rent it. And I watched the first half of it on Tuesday night, on Monday night, and the second half of it Tuesday night. And it brought me great joy. I like. DVR, you want to do any Borat impressions or should we get on to uh, fantasy baseball? I think we'll stuff? spare the listeners my Borat impressions. All right. Let's go on to fantasy baseball stuff. Uh, I did have a little philosophical thing up top that I just I want to run by you two. Do you think there's any chance NFBC, uh, maybe next year, or anyone actually? I mean, this maybe Fantrax, someone, anyone, CBS could do it. I, like, I'm done with regular fantasy baseball, I think, because I've gotten a taste of this 60-game sprint, and I love it. And I think if if like if NFBC just for whatever reason NFBC is seems to me to be the perfect people to do this, a March April contest, a May June contest, a July August contest, and even like mix it like just for just for two months at a time. Like if hey you on May first you want to start go from May until the end of June, and that's it, and that's your fantasy game, and you draft slow draft like you do these NFBC fifties or twenty fives or whatever the cut lines, pay fifty bucks. You get a league for two months and you just go because it's like my favorite thing in the world. Now, this is all I want with my entire life are just these short fantasy baseball seasons in bite sized morsels where I pay attention to everything. And it's like the greatest experience I've ever had. And I'm in like you guys say, like I'm in like seventh, eighth in these leagues. Like, I don't care. I'm just having fun with it again. Well, Ron Chandler was trying to do something like this uh, a couple of years ago, I remember. He was trying to do like a monthly, like who wins the month. Yeah, yeah. Chandler yes. Park was yeah. the, was the yeah. contest. It was a salary cap game, and the prices would change every mm-hmm. month. So it was a four-week league. I loved it. And you could yeah. make a couple of moves I, on, I liked on it Mondays. Too. I, I partnered up with Clay Link for that. The very last one he did, when he decided it wasn't going to continue, I think he had a bigger prize pool or something. So Clay and I entered, and we... Almost won the thing. Like, I think we took third or I fourth. Won Did you won that? I won it. Wait a minute. What? Didn't Ron have different stats, right? It wasn't five by five. It was OBP, I want to say. But I also did Ron Chandler. He was trying all this stuff. And he did this five-year. No, I did win one. I remember I definitely won one of the overalls. I think it was the last one because it went. I had a really good year that year. It was like 2000. 16 maybe 15 i don't remember but but the point is what happened the reason he got rid of it the reason he got rid of it was because dfs became the big thing right dfs is i mean you know i I dabble with it every once in a while just give a little taste with a buddy of mine it's 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 not it doesn't have the same joy i like this too i like this 55 game season 53 i like this idea i do like this idea because it doesn't it will not take away from my 162s but if nfbc had that i would totally get involved with that i think it's fun jake had a thing called 350 where he did three seasons of 50 games each but i don't think you could dip in and out of them i think you had to play each three and yeah you know what it was you draft a team at the start like normal it would be 50 games or maybe 50 days whatever um and then at the end of that you would pick 10 keepers and then everyone else will go back into the draft and you redraft the rest of your team, which is a cool concept, but you still have to play for those three sections of 50 each. I'm just talking about, I just want to get in on something that runs from May 1st, to June 30th, or July 1st to the end of August. And this, it would be perfect. I would, I would have like six of those. It does kind of make some sense. I, 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 because I am enjoying this so much because so there can be so right? much movement. Yeah. And could you imagine a regular year too? Where it's not like, you know, they had a normal spring training. Like, this is actually real May and real June, or real June and real July. And you're not kind of like, well, is this guy really hurt? Or did this guy not ramp up enough before, you know, the start and the stop? And, you know, there are fans. Just like a, a, like, just, I don't know. I love it. A little window. 
called Window Shopping. Mm-hmm. There you go. Not a great title. Yeah. Not great. Right. Not your best. Right. You've done better. I just um, came up with it. I don't know. But I do, like, I do like, I do like, I have to say, and I've been saying it every week, so much about this season has been so much more fun. Um, and the 162 does feel just extremely long. By the way, another thing I love is these these double headers. I just love the double headers, the seven inning double headers. I know the teams don't like it, and the, the commissioner kind of came and said, "Yeah, that's not going to last." But I love it, and I I also think starting pitchers in a seven game, like in a double header, at first it was like, "Well, I don't know if it makes sense," but to, they'll keep a pitcher in trying to get them to get the quote complete game. Yeah, they're know? pitching seven innings like a normal. The, yeah, game. they're pitching. Yeah. It's more likely they're going to pitch seven in a seven inning game than that they'll pitch seven in a nine inning game. And then your closer wasn't going to pitch both games anyway, so you can't be like, well, he didn't get the save there. He'll get it in the second game, you know? Like, he's not going to show up in both games. Right. All right, well, there's all that. I know I won I know I know won one section of the Chandler because I remember thinking, wow, I just beat all these really good players. So I know I won one. I'm not sure if it was the last one. It might have been the, it might have been the first month or second month. I don't remember what it was. But I did enjoy that process, the Chandler month thing, and I was sorry that he let it go. Well, you can, I can email him and ask. Yeah, if he still has it. I was like, Ron, do you see what I'm doing here? I'm doing really good. No response. But now I've gotten to know him a little bit. He's a very nice man. And <laughs> Maybe you, know. you sent it to his wrong email address. No, he's, look, it actually gave me my first <laughs> introduction to On Roto too, which was good because On Roto is an interesting site and you got to figure it out. It's not, not simple. No. Uh, all right, cool. So I'm glad we're all in agreement on that one. Down with the 162 game season. Whoa, 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 no, whoa, no, whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Nobody said that. <laughs> I'm That's joking. not remotely what has been said. I know. I'm joking. It's 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 like saying, okay, we're gonna have the big feast, but you also want to have like a little a little snack. We should have a snack too because there's a place for a snack. I like that, but don't get rid you know of the feast. It yeah, it's like it's like the. I've only done this at fancy places, but the little why can't I think of the sorbet that you get in between. Yeah, that's what you like a, a, a cleanser. But DVR, let me ask you this. Both of you guys, I'm going to ask this. But DVR is the commissioner of one of these leagues. Part of what's made this season so much more fun is that DVR tra- changed our Maki League to a daily league. Yeah, you, you didn't, you didn't like that at first. Added. No, I didn't. I was you dead were very wrong. upset I'm about often, that, actually. I was. But then I brought on Dr. Thomas. Um, oh, official pediatrician of the show. Without question. And he and I have been doing it together. Um, and we had a funny thing happen yesterday where Taiwan Walker against the Yankees. I was like, I don't think we should start him. And I said to Thomas, I was like, I'm sort of on the fence about this. What do you think? And I said, I'm going to leave it in your hands. And then last minute he throws him in. And I'm like, I just think the Yankees are on the way to start to blow up again. You know, Luke Voigt and all. And, um, and, but he gave he gave up seven runs and one and two thirds, but only one of them was an earned run. You really means, throwing Doctor Thomas Scott under the bus right now? I show? think he'd appreciate the fact that we're talking. Uh, yeah, about him. are you sure? I don't yeah. think so. I don't know. We texted this morning. I don't know if that's morning. true, man. No, all right. Well, sorry, Doctor Thomas Scott. Sorry, friend. But no, he's he's great with it. He's a great, very nice man. But um, but I really like the daily, and I know Nando, you used to about the daily for gdd which is why we changed it because yeah. you're the godfather and you're like well i'm not no, gonna no, play no no, no. i'm not gonna I, play all, if no, it's daily say, league well, it has to be a weekly league or i'm not gonna play yeah but i didn't say i'm not gonna play and i'm gonna take 10 people with me I'm no like, you didn't I don't you just said i'm not gonna play i'll be there you know i'll hang out with you guys but i don't want to play 
Yeah, what's wrong? Why are you saying that in a mocking voice? That's a really cool thing to do. <laughs> People don't need. It's not like I'm fun on the message boards, or I like write these crazy emails. I know, but we like year. you. It's funny. I know, but yeah, and I would have been there. I would have been there hanging out with everybody. I, I at the get bar. It. But I enjoy DVR. How do you feel about daily leagues this season? I love it. Love it. How do you feel about it? I am not enjoying the daily aspect, even though I was the one that made the decision. I knew it was going to be a problem for me, just because I don't have a good daily routine of being free to check my lineups before, you know, six o'clock my time. So seven Eastern, right before that wave of night games. And I think the the tricky thing too, are the day games, like the early start times with some of the makeup games, there's been plenty of occasions in GDD and in Maki where I've gone to change a lineup and I've missed it by 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, my only available player to sub in for someone who wasn't in the lineup, their game had locked and it was just kind of a frustrating thing. That's on me. Like that's a personal experience sort of thing. And if we had to play daily fantasy baseball forever, I'd obviously figure out how to adapt. But I think part of the problem is like I'm doing two or three podcasts a day, doing some writing, and I could never get into a routine where I felt good about hitting my lineup each and every day. Like I'm good for Monday and Friday changes. It definitely adds some stress. Um, without question, it adds some stress. But like I'm talking with, I had I had a moment yesterday. It was one of the saddest moments of my fantasy baseball life. So I traded Miguel Andujar and Daniel Lynch for Giancarlo Stanton and Tommy Lastella like a week and a half ago with Tristan Cockroft and Labor right at the deadline. Oh, Giancarlo Stanton, huh? So listen to this. So yesterday I'm on working, I'm doing my job, I'm on with my, my, my boss and we're doing a Zoom. We're trying to figure out some employment situations for people. We're doing our stuff. And then right after that, my younger son was like, hey, dad, when are we going to play baseball? Because I've been playing baseball with my older son. My younger son is just starting to want to play baseball. So I was like, okay, buddy. And he's like, I am waiting. It's, it was like 6.15. I was like, okay, I got off of there. Boom, I'm going right there. Boom, I'm going to play with my kid. I come back in and then I see at 7.15, Giancarlo Stanton is in the lineup. And I went, wait, whoa, 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 what? And so I didn't have Giancarlo Stanton in in any of my leagues. And I had had this thought about, do I sit Tyler Naquin or do I sit Giancarlo Stanton, who's probably only coming back for the weekend because that's what Aaron Boone said. And I believe Aaron Boone because he's not a liar. I'm not going to call him a liar. I'm not really serious. But I was like absolutely Wait, what did he say? He's only coming back for the weekend? That's what he had said, that Judge and Stanton, we should expect them back next weekend. So then on Tuesday, he's in the freaking lineup. And I could have put him in for Tyler Naquin. And... Um, and also in RDI, where James Anderson Ding and I are fighting with Brett Sayer for first place with Ralph Lifshitz there. Also, Ralph is brilliant, and Eddie Almanguer. So I'm like just so upset. And my wife's like, what's wrong? And my kids are like, oh, no, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh. And then Nicole goes, oh, it's a fantasy baseball thing. And my oldest son goes, oh, come on, Dad. We thought it was like something serious. I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> I was like, oh. So then Giancarlo Stanton last night, every time I'm watching him, the Yankees are winning by 63 runs. And I'm like, just don't hit a home run. Don't hit a home run. Tyler Nakeman goes four for four last night. And I'm like, ah, it's that old Chinese farmer story. I don't know if you know the Chinese farmer story. Um, if people want to know, uh, I can tell it next week. Um, but the Chinese farmer well, story. Yeah, I don't think you can tease it like that, right? The Chinese farmer story is you never know what's going to happen. You know, you can't you can't make a decision based on like you never know what's going to happen in life is the Chinese farmer story. Do you want to tell that whole story later? If we have time at the end, I will share and DVR thinks it's a good idea. I will share the Chinese farmer story. But for now. All right, well, tell you what. Hold that thought because um, our, our, our boys from Ernest or our boys and girls, I guess, from Ernest are back. I just I guess I make it masculine because Ernest, I think of Ernest uh, goes to camp. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, that's. 
That, that's how your brain know, works. Like, I don't think you can. I did the play like called The Importance of Being Earnest, which was. Hey, Vern. Oh, man. That was, I forgot about that guy. I haven't thought about him in 20 years. Nando thinks about him every single day. I do. Yeah, I do. I mean, you know what? Well, I could get into something even weirder, but there's a guy named Blippy now who a lot of the, the kids watch. <laughs> Uh, who's just a total ripoff of Ernest and Pee Wee Herman. And uh, I was watching it one day to have that realization. Nice. I figured out how to make money on YouTube, and I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> but first, Ernest. <laughs> Interest rates have hit record lows, which means it's a great time to refinance your student loans and see if you can lower your monthly payment. I bet you can. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Ernest. Which is amazing because you haven't been able to do this until recently. Even if you refinance before with today's low rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. These rates are really low. Checking your new rate is fast and easy to start. Complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes. Then you get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. It's kind of fun. Want to change your monthly payment? Combine many loans into one easy payment or get a better rate? Ernest makes it easy. Easy is good. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. No fee is better. Plus, the internet loves earnest customer service. They're rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. Just like Costco. And now, you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan with earnest.com slash fantasy. You can use that $100 for a 50-game league next year. Once again, for two of them, right? Once again, you get $100 cash bonus when you refinance your student loan at earnest.com slash fantasy. Not available in all states. Two leagues if you do the, sh- the cheaper. Visit earnest.com slash fantasy for more details, terms, and conditions apply. That was good. Thank you, Ernest, for supporting the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Ernest. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, What's next, boss? What's next? We just had to mention this. Demarcus Evans is up. I I don't think he's going to save any games, but he's here. He's here. Listen, man, I want to pick up Demarcus Evans everywhere he's not picked up. DVR, do you want to, too? Uh, Deeper leagues, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you know, DVR's heart was never into Demarcus Evans the way ours. No, was. I just want him for keeper. I want him for for dynasty leagues. I just think long term. Although you know, Rafael Montero is really doing the job. They got Taylor Hearn at the back of that bullpen. They got a lot of good arms. Right, and I think Evans, if he's not getting saves because of that walk rate, could be pretty risky as a staff filler. Hey, one thing that I got to bring up is um, a guy who was really largely under my radar until I saw him pitch this week against Brad Miller because I care what happens to Brad Miller because of uh, various different leagues is Devin Williams in Milwaukee. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The stuff is absurd. And then I went and looked at his stats. He may be the best reliever in baseball. Is that crazy to say? Not based on 20 innings with 41 strikeouts, a .45 ERA, and a .7 whip. So I'm a loser. Didn't know about him. It's legit because it's high 90s with the fastball. He locates it really all over the edges of the strike zone. He can get low strikes. He can get inside strikes against lefties with it. But he comes back with that changeup, which if you follow Pitching Ninja on Twitter, you've seen it by now if you haven't actually watched the Brewers much. It's basically like a screwball, the amount of movement it has. The separation from the fastball huh. velocity-wise is really good. But he locates that really well, too. I think it's a very difficult pitch to throw for strikes, and he can do it. He can get swings and misses in the zone and outside the zone with that pitch. I think you could actually make an argument that Devin Williams is a better reliever than Josh Hader going forward. I think there's actually a case to be made for no. that. No. Yes. You, I'm telling you, man. I agree with you, Derek. And Nando. I'm telling you, this guy is unreal. 
He is unreal. Watching Brad Miller. So he get, this is how I think how it went. He threw a changeup to Brad Miller, 0-1. Threw a changeup to Brad Miller. It just swung, swung and missed strike two. Then he's looking for the changeup. And he comes with heat a little bit in off the plate and a little bit up. And Brad Miller's looking for the change. And his life almost, like, you could see his life pass before his eyes. It wasn't even that close to him. But he was like, oh, my God. And then the next pitch, it was like, this is over. There's no way you're hitting the next pitch. Like, he should have just tapped out. It should have been like John Cruck versus Randy Johnson. Like, just, yeah, whatever. You <laughs> you got it. Because it was it was dominant. I And with Hayter taking a step back in his abilities, I do see it. I mean, if I were the Milwaukee Brewers, I'd be moving Hater in the offseason, getting whatever I can. Well, they've been trying to move him forever, though, right? Like, this isn't a new thing. Yeah, but this guy. Who's their pitching coach? Chris Hook. Because you look at that, st- you look at the, you know, Brandon Woodruff, all these guys who kind of came out of nowhere. Corbin Burns, they fixed. Um, Josh Lindblom, I guess you can tell you. Like, is this, DVR, is this like uh, the catchers are calling great games? Or uh, I mean, because if you this look at tough. if you look at Devin Williams, we never heard of Devin Williams before. He's never on prospect list. He's converted starter in the minors. Um, you know, he just went back and looked at his numbers, and you're like, okay, he had a very good year recently. Um, looks like he missed a year because of injury in the, in the minor leagues. I, I didn't dive that deep into his entire history, but you know, a couple weeks ago when he started flashing, like, how do we miss him? Is it something like he came up to the Brewers or some, organizationally? They're like, try this. You know, or is it just one of those guys who jumped into the bullpen full time and was like, all right, I'm going to start throwing smoke? Yeah, so it's kind of weird because, I mean, last year he was an up and down guy in the second half of the season and he showed a few flashes. He was a strikeout printing reliever, but he was pretty hittable, right? So you didn't really see an elite sort of dominant run coming from him in 2020, but maybe you saw a guy that could be a bigger part of the bullpen this year than he was last year. That seemed pretty reasonable. Former first round pick. To answer your question, though, I think it's really more of an organizational level sort of thing with pitching development, pitch design, and and finding ways to take what a pitcher brings to the table and maximizing its effectiveness. And I think the reason I believe that is because Derek Johnson was the pitching coach a couple of years back. Cincinnati poached him in the offseason, and that's part of why everyone loves the Reds pitching so much. It's Derek Johnson. It's the relationship with Kyle Bodie and Driveline. Like they've they've got the whole org pitching situation kind of figured out there now. Uh, but I think you've seen success stories like you mentioned, where Brandon Woodruff had that leap a couple seasons ago. They turned Yulis Chassin into a, a passable starter off of the scrap heap. I know the Padres had some success with them the year before that too, because they they maxed out slider usage. So I think it's. It's an organization that just understands how to get as much as possible out of its pitching. And they have a couple more guys that are pretty interesting in this pen. Drew Rasmussen pitched on Monday in the doubleheader. There was a really high leverage spot because it was a doubleheader. Hader and Williams had pitched in the first game. Rasmussen had to come back and pitch in the nightcap. And he could touch 99, and he might be part of that bridge to the ninth inning for a really long time, I think. This is a team that is quietly kind of dangerous if they get into the postseason because the bullpen is deeper than people realize, even though it's not like Yankees deep mm-hmm. where they don't they don't go six or seven deep, but they can go three or four deep. Maybe the lack of off days, you know, hurts them a little bit now that we know what the playoff schedule is gonna look like. Which I'm excited about. I'm excited about that DBR. It's exciting, but it's frustrating at the same time. This is a, a good organization at developing pitching. We're seeing it with the Corbin Burns turnaround this year as well. We're kind of seeing it with Freddie Peralta in the bullpen. What about Adrian Hauser? 
Yeah, they they have stuff go sideways. Um, Hauser <laughs> is a good example of that. I, I can't figure Hauser out. Is there upside there, or is it just it's just meh? I don't think there's a lot of upside. I think last year was as good as it could get, and I think the problem I had with him is I watched him a lot last year, and I couldn't explain to you why he was as good as he was. I just couldn't look at it and go, yeah, this this totally makes sense. Something's not right with him this year, and I can't put my finger on that either. He's a really tough player for me he's to hurt. Read. Usually, these hurt. Oh, I was I was struggling with uh, you know my my left hamstring all season. I got a couple shots or my shoulder. I had some sore, you know, but I hadn't given me a shot because I want to tough it out. Yeah. Every time I can't explain something that's gone wrong with a player, it turns out they're hurt. Like ninety five percent of the time. Well, I have something later in the rundown about Frankie Montas and why he's been struggling for so long, and why he's been having such a tough like run. His wife is in the third trimester. Now, DVR, you don't have kids yet, but Nando and I do. The third trimester is tough. Seems like a stressful time in, in a household. A very stressful time. <laughs> when I, As soon as I saw that he just went on the paternity list, I went, ah, okay. Phew. Because I thought there was, I thought he was losing his stuff. He's just losing his sleep. He's just walking around giving his wife foot massages all day. Is it his first kid? I think so. But either, if go. it's the second kid, it's even worse. Second kid, you're like, I don't care, man. You know, I got a nanny. No, second kid, care, no, you know, second, kid is, second kid is harder because then you got to take care of the first kid while you're taking care of the wife who's got the baby inside her body. It's insane. Amazing. Amazing. That's the kind of analysis you get on the Friday show. So Adrian Hauser's fastball has been very hittable this year, and I, and I can't figure out why. I think it's a location problem. Where, what, is it, what does he get up to with it? Uh, he's at 93.2 right now, so down about a mile per hour from last year. So that's, that's probably a little bit of it, slight velo drop. He's hurt, man. All right, we'll see. Shoulder. We'll find out. I felt a twinge in my shoulder right in July when we were about to break camp, and I, <laughs> I didn't say anything for a few weeks, and then I did, and they gave me a shot. And I'm going to have off-season surgery to correct a small tear. Oh, jeez. That's all right. Well, you know. Do you have a better? Do you have a better explanation? Why do you lose a mile per hour? I, I can't. I, I have no explanation. I just know that my partner in one of our dynasty leagues just grabbed him in the twenty team because he had been dropped, and I went really. And he went yeah, and I went all right. We only can keep twenty eight guys. I don't know if he makes the cut. Well, I mean, you have him right, but I mean, you got you got the choice. You got the option. Yeah, it's true. Right. And the guy we dropped, I think we dropped Fulton Awitz for him. So it's uh that's there's there's value there. DVR, what do you think about that pitcher that Ian just mentioned? I just have a hard time believing you can lose that much velo and get it all back in the same season. Isn't that weird? Oh, come on, man. I was just sorry. I was just trying to bait you into saying his name the right way. Oh, that, oh Fulton Hewitt's? Didn't Fulton Hewitt's? Yeah, that's Isn't fine. It? Yeah. Oh, Fulton. <laughs> ah, I didn't realize that's what that was about. <laughs> oh, come on, man. <laughs> Fulton Oh, is it really? Is it Fulton DVR? Yeah. I always say Fulton Hewitt's. Fulton Sorry. I didn't want to say anything. Yeah, it's for it's for DVR to do. Friends, yeah. Uh, so, Tyler Wade update. I just wanted to give everybody uh, yeah. some insight into that. that you, you all remember Ian snuck behind my back and fabbed Tyler Wade. Uh, we've lost 5.5 points, down to 88. We, technically, we bottomed out because the next guy below us is 80. <laughs> and so, there's nowhere to go but up. Good. Uh, that's the good news. But, uh, yeah, Tyler Wade batting 164. How many stolen bases? Does it matter? Yeah, it does, because what you needed was steals and at-bats. So how many stolen bases? Oh, my God. I just accidentally stumbled upon the weekly statistics page, which I've been looking for forever on RT Sports. I can never find my way to it. I, lo- I actually have I've grown to love RT Sports. That's pretty amazing. I actually like RT Sports a lot. Yeah, I, I we, we used to give it a hard time, and Glenn Colton always said that RT Sports is great, and they're, they are great because you know what's great about them is the waiver wire. 
they do the waiver wire right. They do. I, I, well, yeah, 100%. I like it a lot. Um, uh, Tyler Wade, just batting 164, has three steals. That's what we needed. Uh, and you had Glaber Torres out. Two home runs. Glaber hey. Torres is back. Every time, every time Taylor, Tyler Wade does anything, I text you guys on the text true. feed. It's like, Tyler Wade, bomb. Tyler Wade, steal. Makes me very happy. DVR never acknowledges it, which I find interesting. Because that's just it's because he's a wise man. And he just stays out of your and my little drama. This is a little drama. Right. Who needs the drama? Anyway, I got Christian Arroyo for five bucks in that league out of a thousand dollar budget, yeah. and I just wanted to bring him up really quickly because I feel like well, we actually already had him once, and then the Red the Red Sox signed him. He went through the whole intake, and then they immediately optioned him. But he's back now, and uh, Jose Peraza has been sent to the alternate camp, and Arroyo is like. Interesting to me. He's a former prospect, top 100 three times, uh, hits well. I got a career .23 batter in the minors. That's not right. That's <laughs> I messed something up there. Hmm. Uh, not a lot of steals, not a lot of home runs, but his home runs have actually been going up lately if you look at how he's been trending. Um, can play all over the infield. Uh, he seems like the perfect day I'll only play for me, and I can't, like, I'm like, all right, I'll put five bucks on him, and someone's going to bid 117 because he's a starting second baseman for the Red Sox now, and nobody did. I don't even think he got a second bid. I got him, I got Arroyo, and we didn't even discuss this beforehand. <coughs> Excuse me, I got Arroyo. I'm sorry, we should, I should have checked that with you before I fed. No, 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 I got Arroyo, I was bidding, my point is, I was bidding Arroyo, I was bidding for Arroyo in Ale Labor, and I got him for three out of 100. Yeah, and I got him for five out of 1,000. Yours is a better deal, by a yeah. lot. And only one other person bid on him. How's Rob Silver not going after this guy? That's a Rob Silver guy. Anyway. I just want to bring up Christian Arroyo because what we need right now is batting average, and I think he's going to bring that. I hope so. We can really make a, I did some math. We, did, we can make up four points in batting average. Yeah. I mean, for every two for four games Christian Arroyo has, Tyler Wade will have 0 for four and balance it all but out. But is, is, is he on your team anymore, Tyler Wade? Of course, man. He's our starting second baseman. Oh, all right. Well, then you also have Arroyo in there? Hold on. Let me Arroyo's our utility. Very good. You're doing a great job. We're, oh, thanks, boss. You are. You're welcome. You're welcome. I got to give the little man his, his due. Um, but with you doing well, Brett's doing well, I'm right now, I've got like 108 points out of uh, Cosolino is running away with it with 132. Then Erickson, Anderson, and myself are tied at 108 in the 108, 107, 107 area. So if I can hop up to second place, we could win the Triple Crown. DVR, can we also run an alternate world where you add up all the points? Instead of just you know giving eighteen points no, for first, don't do that. What you, I just no. want to see what it looks like. I mean, what if Cosolino has fifty in another one? Uh, he is low in one of the leagues, so it would probably balance out. I mean, I I'll, at the end of the year, I'll run it and see how different the standings are that way. But that's not how we're doing it, though. Could you imagine running a team in all three leagues? How much work that would be. DVR is doing that. I know it's crazy. Most of the league is doing that. Ian figured it out, man. Make get get two partners. Make them pay for their own teams and then control their teams <laughs> silently <laughs> halfway through the season. It's brilliant. Yeah, it was, and then use really, peacocking really to yeah push your moves through. Yeah, I stopped. I, that was the only time I did it. And and since then, I would check in. And I go, no, it's not worth it. Don't get him mad. Why don't you tell us your Chinese farmer story now? No, we got to talk. We got to talk more baseball before the Chinese farmer story. All right, hold on. Uh, quick, quick break. Uh, we actually have more than Ernest helping us out on the show. Uh, another quick word from our sponsor. We'll be right back. Uh, we got to talk cut line. We got to talk the Chinese farmer story. And then Ian went through the the rundown and put a bunch of things with IK in parentheses. So I guess 
we wouldn't waste time asking if DVR Ian Khan put that into the rundown. That's pretty much uh, it, yeah. You know, even though we know DVR doesn't put anything in the rundown. But we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm the Athletics Joe Posnanski uh, for Indochino. You know, finding clothes that fit you just right can be incredibly challenging, especially for somebody like me who has uh, a body type I would call um, dumpy. It's tough to find anything that fits right. You know, I'm not really a large. I'm not really an extra large. I'm not really a double extra large. I'm not really anything. So it's obviously, it's fantastic. You go to Indochino. They have you uh, go through this entire fitting process where you give them basically every single bit of information that you have about yourself. Uh, you have Every measurement you have, uh, who your favorite beetle is, uh, you know, what, what uh, you believe about the infield fly rule. And, uh, and then you come out and, and they're, they're going to send you uh, clothes that, are, uh, that fit you really better than anything you could possibly get in the store. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, with Indochino, you get custom fitted suits, coats, casual wear uh, at surprisingly affordable prices. Customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and uh, monogram if you're a monogram kind of person. Uh, if you're getting married, Indochino is a no-brainer for you and your groomsmen. Forget about the off-the-rack suits that don't fit different body types. Indochino gives everyone a tailored fit. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America or book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter the code JOE at check. Look at that, JOE. It's for me. Joe at checkout. That's super easy to remember. You go to Indochino.com and the promo code is Joe. This is the Athletic Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. All right, we're back. Uh, what do you want to start? DVR, let's start with the cut line. Did you manage to pull up the teams that did the best or uh, or no? I've got the leaderboard here, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's, all right, so let's, let's give some shout-outs, man. This is the top 10 in the cut line. Uh, 1,100 teams. Shout-out again to NFBC for hooking that up, uh, Greg and Tom. Good dudes uh, hosting... All of our subscribers, basically. By the way, theathletic.com slash... Come on, man. Fantasy football. I've been saying fantasy football pods so much that I, I forgot this one, man. Fantasy, <laughs> baseball, fantasy baseball podcast. Pods? Yeah. Fantasy baseball podcast. Wait, really? I got to go fill that entire thing out? Yeah. All right. 
theathletic.com slash fantasy baseball podcast. Uh, it's actually, it's worth it. It's worth hitting the keyboard a million times to get there because dollar a month. So if you just want to go in and poke around for a month, go in and poke around for a month and then cancel if you don't like it. And if you love it, then you get another month for a dollar. I love it. That's, I was waiting for that. So anyway, buck a month. I don't know how long it lasts for, but check it out. We're fun. It's great stuff. If you're mm-hmm. in fantasy football, really good stuff. And we're still doing fantasy baseball. So there you go. With Gene McCaffrey and Michael Salfino. And Derek Van Riper. Hey. And Eno Saris. And I think that's it. Eno Saris chat. There you good go. Stuff. Yeah, on, it's, it's good stuff, man. Yeah, we've, I stuff. mean, yeah. So anyway, uh, DVR, let's talk. Leaderboard. All right, top 10 right now in the Cutline Championship. Justin Chernow currently in first. We've got Joshua Clark in second. Todd Sparrows, Darren Wan, and Matthew Chillman rounding out the top five. And then Rand Simon, Woodley, Gregory Miller, Colin Wooster, and Samuel Schwartz rounding out the top 10. Four of those teams over 5,000 standings points right now. So that's pretty impressive. It, it's, it moved in a week. Sorry, man. You did uh, Last week, it was Choman, Clark, Chernow, Simon, Miller were the top five. So there's still some movement in this league. Chernow just made a surge to first. I mean, yeah, there's still... I, I think everything is still pretty up for grabs. If you're within... In a typical league, if you're within 15, maybe 20 standings points with 10, 11 days left to play, I think you still have a shot. Do you really? You know, I, I had such a scary weekend um, because in Tout Wars, the way Tout Wars is set up is that you play everybody every week. And I go into the weekend and the COVID thing happens. And I had two starts with Cueto and Garrett Richards. And these starts are so huge in Tout Wars. And I was just like, that's it. I've been in first place for this whole time. And now I'm about to fall out because these two guys are not going to start. I'm going to lose anywhere from 40 to 70 points for the week. And that's going to make the big difference. And so Sunday, I it, when they said, no, we're going to play a doubleheader. And both of them started. It was one of the happiest moments of my week. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, we twist. Ah. Yeah, it was it was uh, remarkable. So I'm holding on barely, just holding on barely to first place. So we'll see how it, how it plays out. There's some really good players going. Oh, these guys are good. I want to guess women. that if we're looking at Chernow's team, that he has Manny Margot. Does he have Luke Voigt? Manny Margot has been stealing so many bases and hitting so, so good. well. It, yeah, so good. It won't let me look at his roster. I know for other overall leagues for NFBC, you can click through. And I don't know if Cutline's different, but it's when I click on his roster, it brings me to one of my draft and hold teams. So well, there you go. Can't right, dig well, in right now. Out of that one. I guess we got to hear the Chinese farmer story now. Hopefully, hopefully Justin will tell us you know, what, who's on his team. Clayton Kershaw. I just wanted to say this. Clayton Kershaw. I was watching Clayton Kershaw and Austin Barnes and their interplay, his interplay with the catcher. Now, Clayton Kershaw, you know, that whole Trent Grisham home run that he hit, that really, uh, I was like, come on, man, not against, don't do that against Kershaw. You haven't been around long enough to do that. But other people have their opinions. It's fine. I mean, it's not worth a fight at all. It's one of DVR's guys. It's one of GM DVR's guys. Trent, Trent Grisham. Grisham. Yeah. Yeah. Grisham's very good baseball player. I just didn't like that moment. I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. I wasn't a huge fan of him jawing at the Dodgers as, as he was going around third. You know, he like literally like turned his back to the to the field and did a little dance before he started running. All that being said, it's fine. It was it's, it should not, you know, let's there, there, he should not be hit by a pitch for it. If he is, that's an over overreaction. That's weird because that's like that's Ian being like new school and old school on one sentence. Like you don't th- you don't think he should celebrate, but you don't think he should be hit. 
No, I think you can celebrate. I just didn't. When I saw him do it, I was like, what is he doing? Because I was watching. And I was like, what is he doing? And I was like, oh, he's just like doing a little dance in the in the batter's box. Ooh. But watching Kershaw react, no, it's okay. I get it. If Dustin May throws that pitch, you're okay with it because they've spent the same amount of time in the big leagues? Oh, so no. DVR sticking up for his guys. Wouldn't have bothered me as much. Would not have bothered me as much. Just something about it with Kershaw was just like, I was like, dude, come on, man. That's maybe the greatest pitcher of all time or one of the top 10 pitchers of all time. And you hit a home run off of him and you're doing a little dance before you leave the the batter's box. It bothered, it, it bothered me on that front. Again, I don't think it deserves retribution. Um, the Padres are awesome to watch. They could be the best team in baseball. They could win the whole darn thing with that rotation because Denelson Lamette is a beast. Oh, my God. He is a beast. But what I was noticing was Kershaw and Austin Barnes because Barnes is now his personal catcher. Just <laughs> it would be a pitch just off the plate, right? And Barnes just does this little tilt back to the umpire as if to say, Come on now, that that was that was a strike. And you watch Kershaw just looking at Barnes, and Barnes is that sort of buffer. And it's the it's an undervalued thing watching the catcher deal with the umpire because what it does is it gives the pitcher the opportunity not to have to do it because the, the catcher's speaking up for the pitcher quietly. And uh, it was just fascinating to watch. And you can expect to see Austin Barnes catching Clayton Kershaw's games for the rest of the season, and I believe into the playoffs without question and moving forward. I was going to say, did you guys see last night what was happening with the Cardinals? It was a blowout game, so a lot of people probably tuned out or ignored it. But Yadier Molina always does that. And there was a series of events that led the benches to clear. I think the bullpens yep. emptied too. And it, here's what happened. I forget who was pitching. It was one of the Cardinals' like middle relievers. Uh, but he got a, get a low strike call. And, and Yadi framed it like he always does. He's a great catcher. Braun stepped out of the box. You could hear him on the mic because no one's in the stadium saying, you can't give him that call because he's been complaining. He's just kind of chirping at the umpire about it. Because it was it was a ball. It was a low ball, but it was well-framed. On the next pitch, Braun takes a swing, makes contact with the ball, but also hits Molina's glove for catcher's yep. interference. Hit his wrist. It, it was pretty, glove. pretty low on his hand. His... It was like down, yeah, kind of down in the top of the hand, wrist area. But anyway. It wasn't a glove, though. It got, it got skin. So the weird thing about it was... The bench is clear, and Mike Schilt, after the game, implied that Braun hit him on purpose, which was kind of bizarre. And there are a couple camera angles. I watched the replay when it happened and kind of looked at where Braun was set up. And he's always in the back of the batter's box. Like He's one of those guys that scratches out the back line of the batter's box. Most players kind of do that, right? Nothing looked unusual at where he set up. Nothing looked unusual at the timing of the swing. And he, he hit the ball. Like, what was unusual about it? What were the Cardinals so upset about? I'll tell you, because I saw it and I went, ooh. Ryan Braun hits Yadier Molina on the wrist with his baseball bat swinging full. Yadier Molina reacts in pain after getting hit on the wrist with a baseball bat that was being swung full. Ryan Braun did not look back at Yadier Molina or make note of the fact that he may have hurt him and just made his way to first base. Take another look at that. I saw that too. He just took his base, which I, I did think that was a little weird. That's what well, you asked. What's well, a little weird? That was weird. And that suggested to me that there was some intent for it because I've done that. I've had that experience both as a catcher, because that was my position, and as a hitter. When you hit the catcher's glove, your first reaction has to be, oh my God, sorry, are you okay? Like Because it's just this naturally weird thing. The, the swing of the bat seemed deeper than it should have been. 
He did not act remotely surprised at it. I thought it was a punk ass move by. Uh, yeah, he's Ryan back, Lowe. everybody. Inca. Sorry, I mean, I mean, I, I. Look, that's my opinion. That was my opinion when I saw it, and I said, I understand why Molina's mad at that. Because he could have taken him out for the rest of the season with that. And I did not know that what had just happened before was Braun complaining about Molina complaining. I didn't know that. That's yeah. what makes me a little bit angry. Because now I'm like... It's right before it. Yeah, no, then I don't... Then then I have... I'm sorry. I, I know some people don't like it when I get on my on my soapbox and people go, Ian, shut up. Nobody cares. No, who does I that? Apolog- who does that? That's some people. I apologize to them, but I think if, if indeed, because when I saw it, something didn't seem right. I was like, why didn't he turn around and check on Molina? And now you just gave me the answer. And if that is the case, uh, thumbs down to Ryan Braun on that move. Not as a human, but on that move. That's it. Maybe he felt like he didn't hit him. He hit him. There was no question he hit him. He got bone. And Molina screamed. And Braun did not even look back. I noticed this, and I, I recommend this for people listening to our show right now. When you're watching look at the players' eyes, yep, watch yeah. them. It tells you everything you want to know about them. If you watch Jorge Mateo batting against Clayton Kershaw or Brad Miller going against Devin Williams, there's fear in his eyes. There's fear in their eyes, like ah, oh, this is not going to go well for me. Or Derek Fisher in right field last night, <laughs> the Blue Jays versus the Yankees. The ball was coming at him, and he looked scared. And then you look at a guy like Davy Garcia who is has no fear and it's part of why he's so successful and i think that there's something to it so i just would recommend start looking at the way the guys look and that's why juan soto is such a beast to me because every pitch he's like i'm going to take you out i'm going to get a hit off you and then if a ball gets by him and he swings and misses he looks at the pitcher like wow look at what you just did i bet you won't do that again i think that that matters in baseball and those are the kind of guys that i'm looking for that's it how much you think of davy garcia Bowman first card is might be too late, right? It's probably too late. It's probably too late. No, 1797. It's not autographed. It's Bowman Chrome 1797. Buy it now. Hey man, it's not bad. So why is the next one 69.99? Is it is it signed? No. Let me put auto in the search. I'm getting really good at buying cards, like to the point where I've been told no more cards. Did your wife say no more cards? Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. <laughs> But uh, so but they're, I mean now I'm in football and like they're they're actually turning a profit. Like if I want to turn around and sell them, football, football, you're buying football cards too and baseball cards. I can't stop. Those are the only two. I I, I don't know basketball enough and I don't really care about hockey. But uh, DVR, do you buy cards or do you not buy cards? I don't buy them very often. Every once in a while, like I bought that Griffey a few months back just because right. I've always kind of wanted one and got that refund for MLB TV back when. It didn't look like we were going to have a season. And the cool thing is it was prorated. So, you know, I got the card and I got MLB TV. Sweet. Right. This is my moment of the week. I've got two things I'm going to say. One is to say again how grateful I am that baseball is still going on, that we've been able to enjoy this season during a pandemic, like what we've been dealing with, and the fact that we've been able to watch baseball and play this game the way that we have. We should take a moment to just be appreciative of it because it has made my life, I'll speak for myself, my life better. And so for that, I am, I'm really grateful. And it, it, it gives us uh, more fun stuff to talk about. I just have to say. And buy Seth Lu- uh, Lugo. Buy Seth Lugo going into next year because he's just a really, really good pitcher. And he, they're going to make him a starter now. Don't you think, guys? I don't know. I actually have no idea. 
You got new ownership coming in. You're probably going to have a new GM who might bring with him a new manager. I think that's probably right. Maybe he might not even be a Met, you know? Uh, Seth Lugo's a really good pitcher. He's just a good guy to have on a on a on a fantasy baseball team. If he's if he's a closer for half the year and then but I mean he threw like ninety pitches the other night. Like that's a real he's a full on starter now. He's their number I, I think you have to say they're number two right now on their depth chart behind DeGrom. Anyway, that's just something I wanted to say. All right. Farmer story? I mean you so let me pull the curtain behind the scenes a little bit. I'll tell quick, here's the farmer story. Ian's making it sound so casual, but he is picking off all the things that he wrote in the rundown. He's just so smooth with these segues that... <laughs> well, I just, you know, I figure I'm going to get him out there. Like, wait until he figures out a way to work Braxton Garrett into things. So Braxton Garrett there we go. finally got his first start. And he is, you know, he was a top, what, fourth, fourth pick in the draft for the, for the Marlins. Went right to TJ surgery problems. If he's sitting out there on your waiver wire in Dynasty Leagues, he probably isn't. But if he is, you should... Put him in your minors because he's got the upside of the arm. And he, and he came up and he looked good. And he had this fabulous play. Brian Anderson made this amazing play at third base. It was a really great play. It was like it was down the line and then it took like a bad hop. And if you can catch it, Braxton Garrett, like the smile that he had after Brian Anderson made this play was outrageous. It was so it was so freaking cool. Here's the farmer story, Chinese farmer story. So this better be um, the best story Ever. Yeah, actually, I'm going to pass on the story. This better if, be better than the guy smuggling dirt. Hashtag farmer. If I get 10 people to ask a question with hashtag farmer, I will definitely tell the Chinese farmer story next week on the show. Oh, come on, man. Really? Why would you play with our listeners like that? No, no, no. Because then it'll, they'll say, hey, you know what? I want to hear the Chinese farmer story. And I'm going to put in, Ian, why why is uh, Derek Van Riper such a genius? Hashtag farmer. I'm going to answer. I'm going to go, okay, there's one. And we'll see how many we get. That's it. All we need is 10. We need 10 different people to put a hashtag farmer in. And next week, I will tell the farmer story. It's a good story. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I like that. That's how it is. It sounds like you're doing that thing where you're like, don't make me sing. And then you, because you, you've always really wanted to sing. No, but what I wanted to say in our last couple of minutes is that the Orioles outfield is going to get really tight because everybody's good out there now. I love the Cedric Mullins renaissance is one of my favorite things of all time. It's so good, man. Cedric yeah. Mullins is a real, he's, he's, he's a real baseball player. He's doing it. He's doing what my friend Tim McLeod two years ago said he was going to do. And he's doing it. So, you know, get your Cedric Mullins and Dynasty and Keeper Leagues. I mean, 20 bucks for a Davey Garcia first Bowman card is pretty good. You're taking your shot with the quality here, but I don't know about that. I, I can't, think I can't answer it. that, but I do, I do say <laughs> that I my enjoy, wife doesn't listen to the show. <laughs> I do enjoy the Davey Garcia. I love watching him. He's really good. He's like a poor man, Sixto Sanchez. Uh, I was, I thought you were going to go a little more established. Like, I mean, he's come through like we expected him to kind of like, uh, like, well, I guess Luis Severino. Might, I mean, right? maybe I just mean, because they're both rookies and one, I mean, Sanchez is unhittable. It seems. And right. Garcia is somewhat hittable, but both they're both throwing a lot of innings too. What I'm looking for now more than ever is how many pitches a guy throws. If he's throwing, if he's got 90 pitches through seven innings, that's a guy I want on so many different levels. You know, watching Max Scherzer is so annoying because he throws 25 pitches an inning because he tries to strike everybody out. It's annoying. Stop. You've got eight. You've got eight other people. Let them do their jobs. Strikeouts are boring. Bull Durham. All right, I'm good. <laughs> By the way, uh, I, I kind of quickly ran. Remember when we did the over-unders? I wanted to kind of see where we were at on that. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I multiplied them by three point uh, three seven to get like a new over-under. Um, Ian, you had the Mets over 32, which is, these are the new numbers. Huh. Mets over 32, Dodgers over 37.5, uh, 
Okay. Pirates under 27. It uh, looks like 25.5 it would have been. Nice. And nice. you had the Tigers over 21. Did I? Yeah. Good job. So I'm three for four. DVR, you had the, you, are you looking at the standings now so you can check these? Or are you just? I just know what they are. You're a I psychopath. That, All right. No. I just know the Tigers have more wins than we thought. Pirates have less wins than we thought. Dodgers are you sure? have more wins, wins than we thought. Pirates have? Uh, Pirates are like, they have like, I don't know, not enough to win that bet. Uh, DVR, you had the Cardinals under 32.5. Cleveland over 31.5. Rangers over Mm 29.5. Blue Jays over 28. And the Mm -hmm. Rockies over 27. How about the Rockies falling apart, man? Who would have known, right? They they had a shot at it. I had the Marlins over 23.5. The Reds over 31. No. The Blue Jays over 28. Nice. Uh, the Phillies over 31.5 and the Mets over 32. Yeah. A little, little trouble with those NL East teams uh, after the Marlins, but uh, yeah. I'm, right there. I'm right there with you. I mean, the Rangers, holy cow, 17 and 31. Yikes. Tigers yeah. are, well, we had Tigers are 21. So right now they're 21 and 26. So one more win and I win that one. And the Pirates are 14 and 33. Yeah, they're not getting to 25. That's for sure. Those are our big, so our big bets. Well, actually, Ian, you put 40 on the Mets over. I put 50 on the Mets over, and DVR put 30 on the Rockies over. <laughs> so if Not we good. just keep to our $10 bets, we're actually in pretty good shape. Gotcha. Well, he might still make it with the Rockies. The, the Rockies are a disaster. All I see every time Nick Groke is in my timeline, he's like, the Rockies aren't hitting and they're broken. Here's why. They're very good stories. Yeah. Well, that's the athletic for you. Bricaroli did a great story on Yadiel Hernandez. Uh, yes. Smoking cigars after batting practice. It was a really good story. <laughs> you, you, that's our guy. That's your guy, but yes, he's my guy by extension of you being my guy, but no, I mean, he's your guy. He's our guy. He's our guy. He's our guy. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. No, it's all right. I understand. Yeah. No, but he's, he he could, he could, he could be, well, how are the nationals this bad? Seriously, this bad? You know why? The manager's the locks and we're done. Uh, (laughs) Thank you all for joining us. This is crazy. We only have two weeks left of baseball. And really, next week is kind of like the last advice week. So uh, who knows what the future holds once we hit the playoffs and everything. The show could just be DVR and Ian again, what the people want, right? Hit us up, hashtag farmer in honor of Buck Farmer, and uh, we'll answer whatever question you'd like. Also, I guess we'll get him to tell a story. For the man who doesn't actually have a Chinese farmer story, Ian Ka. It's true, I don't. For the man who probably has a Polish baker story, Derek Ramayba. I can't even imagine the moral of that one. I'm not a Dufino. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Good talk. Good talk. Good talk.